0: uh ladies and gentlemen boys and girls and friends beyond the binary it's time for the podcaster who uh i don't know i'm looking at i'm looking at a bird that a listener made for me uh asian honeywell uh a bird on a keychain uh, uh, like a bird a bird on on on, on a, a keychain Uh, Made of yarn, and I'm holding it in my hand just like I hope whatever I can hold, whatever's keeping you awake at night uh, in my hand and uh, let it float away. Actually, I think it was purchased and not made now that I'm thinking about it on a trip. But uh, either way, uh, I've got a bird. Not a real one though, in the palm of my hand, and I hope is that uh, again. To, to, this is the what time is it? It's time for the podcaster that repeats metaphors uh, to help uh, whatever's uh, keeping you awake fly away. It's time for sleep with me podcast to put you to sleep. Uh, hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep? Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep we do with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. I'm going to do the rest what I'm going to attempt to do is create a safe place where you could set aside whatever's keeping you awake, whether it's thoughts, you know, things on your mind, thoughts you're thinking about, thoughts feelings, of physical sensations... Uh, changes in time or temperature. So, let's see, things you're thinking about, r- repetitive stuff. Uh, you know, uh, but, you know, so th- things from the past, present, or future. Sometimes my brain repeats itself in podcast intros and at night. Uh, actually, I don't want to get into that, but that is one kind of dreaming I do. I was doing it last night. Uh, repetitive, dreamy problem-solving, that is something that doesn't keep me awake. It's like you trouble getting to see trouble staying asleep there. But it could be physical sensations, feelings, whatever it is that's keeping you awake, I'd like to take your mind off of that. And uh, let's we'll see. Well, yeah, I'd like to take your mind off that. I'd like to keep you company. And uh, help you fall asleep. That's my goal. So the way I'm going to do it is I'm trying to establish a safe place where you feel comfortable, particularly if you're new, or reestablish it if you're a regular listener. And, uh, like, I'm going to, like, yeah, try to establish that. I'm going to try to smooth it. I'm going to pat it. I'm going to rub it down. I'm going to send my voice across the deep, dark night. I'm going to use lulling, soothing, creaky, dulcet tones, pointless meanders, uh, superfluous tangents, uh, like, uh, like, uh, yeah, superfluous tangents, uh, sending my voice across the deep, dark night. Oh, yeah, <laughs> repetitive stuff. Uh, but I'm really here to keep you company and take your mind off stuff while you fall asleep. If you're new... Uh, I guess I'm a little bit, tonight I'm a little bit, my, my, my brain's a little bit foggy, uh, but, but so here's the thing. If you're new, I'm glad you're here. If you're wondering what's going on uh, or when I'm going to get to the point or any of that stuff, or you're feeling skeptical or doubtful, welcome. You're in the right place. If you're feeling skeptical, you're in the right place now you know I don't know how many like what the statistics are in skepticism and, and you say well this is how many things skeptics agree on they say well not much you know I'm skeptical about those numbers uh, scoots uh and they'd say well like i no no wonder you're skeptical I don't even have any numbers uh but like one thing that people they they they're doubtful i'm gonna get I'm trying to think of a joke and a way to actually tie this in, in a useful way. But if you're skeptical, many, many, I'm skeptical, and many, many of our regular listeners are not only are skeptical in general, they were skeptical about this podcast and doubtful about it. So if that's your thing, of course you're going to be skeptical or doubtful. What do you mean? You're going to put me to sleep? When are you going to get started? What are you doing? Uh, why your voice? Why is your voice so creaky and dulcet? Uh, what are to, you know? What are creaky dulcet tones? And I say, yeah, those are uh, legitimate concerns, totally. And then I'm not being sarcastic. This is It's shared by most regular listeners of the show. So let me address a couple of them. But what I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're doubtful. That means you're. That means it's important to you. So that's good. So. Oh yeah, so a lot of people share that. So a couple of things to know. Yeah, one, this is a podcast you just barely listen to, so you don't really need to listen to it too much or pay attention. It, uh, it, uh, like it's, it's a podcast you kind of just passively listen to it, just like when you're pretending. And, and again, we're, you know, we're here in a safe place, so we could talk about this, just when, like when you're pretending you're listening during the day, even less effort than that because you don't have to hide it. So you like you mean I can pretend to listen in, pretend to listen without pretending to listen and I say yeah like how about that uh, like you finally get to the cover is taken off of the, when you put your covers on you could pretend to listen without pretending but in a but in a way a way that has pretend that's kind of fun and what, you say wait a second you lost me there Scoots so I say well I'm doing my job then but what I mean is like during the day. And I'm good at this, unfortunately. It's, you know, it's a strategy I've used my whole life. You say, uh-huh. You make a lot of eye contact. You try to use good body movement. You can sense my body movement even there. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. You're kidding me. Really? Okay. And then what happened? Hmm. Okay. Um. Oh, man. She didn't know. Uh I could see that. I could see how you'd feel like. So that's uh, pretend. Like, uh, it takes some. It takes other skills. But if you're lying in bed with me, I don't like. I'm glad you're not listening to me. So you, you don't have. You can cut all that other stuff out, and then have the good parts to pretend. You could like, you know, like when you're playing like kid stuff, you say, "Uh-huh. Oh boy, scoots. Oh boy. Pointless meander. Oh, kosh, bagash, Uh-huh, scoots. Uh-huh." Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And now if you you have a partner or somebody that snores a lot, what if you start doing that? Uh-huh. Mhm. Oh boy. Yep, mhm. Uh-huh. Just listen to me like that for a while. And they say, "What are you doing?" You say, I'm, I, "I don't know. I was asleep. Was I snoring?" And they'd say, "No, it sounds like you're saying, uh-huh, uh-huh." Well, I don't know. I, I was asleep. So maybe that's how I snore. I don't know. And then just wait for them to go. That's a little bit passive, you know, like, but you, you could do that. If it's going to help you, it's soothing. Like, can, can you can hear me, relax? Oh, oh boy. I'm, oh, you're relaxed, huh, Scoots? Uh-huh. Okay, you're doing a podcast intro? Uh-huh. What are you going to do now? Okay. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. So, uh... What was my new oh, you don't need to listen to me. That was my main point so that's if you're new, one thing, don't let you don't have to listen. you could just barely listen in a very loose, unfocused way. This is also i I guess it's irony. like the podcast does not put you to sleep. It's here to keep you company while you fall asleep. So I'm here to walk at your side and tell you a story or just go on and on with an intro as you drift off. And that's the reason the shows are about an hour is you have plenty of time. You can fall asleep whenever you fall asleep. And if you can't sleep for some reason, I'm going to be here. I'll be here keeping you company to the very end. So that's uh, like so it's a podcast you don't need to listen to it's a podcast it doesn't really put you to sleep but more it keeps you company and then you fall asleep. So those are two things you might need to know. What else do you need to know? Um, what else? Uh, oh, structurally, this is another thing that can throw people off. Structurally, the show is different too. It uh it starts off with a greeting, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and friends beyond the binary. Then it goes to a, like, that's so you know you're welcome. This is the spot where you're welcome. I'll try to create a safe place. Then there's business. Business, about six minutes, I don't know, eight minutes. uh, That's what keeps the podcast out twice a week. Then there's an intro, which is around from around minute six to eight to minute 20, 22. And the intro is what we're in the middle of here, which is where I over-explain with the pod. For a new listener, you say, what are you doing The first time most people listen, that's one of the things they say, what is he doing? Uh-huh, uh-huh, actually, what are you doing? I don't know. I don't get this. Uh, This is supposed to put me to sleep. This is a very, very common theme. And you say, when's the podcast? I thought you were going to talk about recipes or something. When are you going to get to that? I say, well, I'll get there Eventually. But first, I want to explain to you what the podcast is and what to expect. And that takes, yeah, about a third of the... You say, okay, so explaining to me the podcast takes like a third of the podcast. I'd say more or less, sometimes maybe 25%. Yeah, somewhere between uh, 25% and 33%, I would say. Maybe even sometimes 35%. I'm not good with percentages, but I can see it on a progress bar. So yeah, that's the intro. The, so the intro is the, the business throws some people off, but the intro really throws people off uh, because they one a lot of people think it's just part of the business, but it is in the I'm in the business putting you to sleep and taking your mind off of stuff. I'm in the business of making content that you don't need to listen to, so it's a, it, it can be tough at first because you say, okay, I don't understand how to do that. You see, I, I say I get it. You, your whole life you've been told. To put some work, if you're gonna to pretend to listen, you better pretend you're listening. Like instead of pretend, instead of go ahead, pretend listen. That's like a, this is not stuff we're raised to to, to do. Is uh, for some reason we live in a world where we're raised to pretend to listen to people instead of playing pretend to listen. you say, which is which is more fun and very soothing. So that's why the intro can throw people off. But it's also just because it takes forever and you feel like, well, is this ever going to get started? And I say, well, when you're asking that uh, on the second or third time you listen to the show, you'll realize, oh, that's part of it. Uh, It takes forever to get started. Uh, but for a regular listener, what can happen is after you listen for a little while, you say, Oh, well, you know what? I like to do is start the podcast uh, while before I even get ready for bed when I'm sitting on the couch uh, with the lights down. Or you say, You know what? I like to get in comfortable, get in bed, and then press play. Or for some people, they say, Well, I like to start it at 3 a.m. when I wake up. Or some listeners listen back to back to back to back to back episodes times eight or nine or 10. So, you'll find what works for you. And there's about 2% of people that just skip ahead. They start the show at 20, 22 minutes, uh, or they listen to story only episodes on Patreon because they just want, they don't want the intros. And there's also a percentage of listeners that only, either only hear the intro or listen to all intro episodes on Patreon over and over and over. Or there's listeners that listen to the same episode. So, there's just so many different ways you'll you'll eventually find. And then maybe you'll adjust and change how you like to listen to the podcast. Maybe. Maybe it won't work for you. But the intro is kind of a part of that. It's part of your—ideally, it gives you a chance to wind down and get some distance from the day and start to pretend. Pretend that you care about what I'm talking about. In any other context, that would sound nearly obscene, Right. But in this context, you say, "Go ahead, pretend like you care what I'm talking about." I hope, I hope you barely care what I'm saying. That's how we practice caring around here, and it's the, t- the truth. The regular listeners are laughing because they know that's where the heart of this podcast is, and the soul of it is like I care enough that you don't need to care. You could just say, "Uh huh." Sc- oh, Scoots, uh huh, uh huh. So that's the intro. Then there's business, because that's just how the structure of the business is. Uh, Then there's the episode. Tonight will be some recipe stuff, and we'll go virtually shopping. And then there will be some thank yous and good nights. So that's the structure of the show. Uh, What else do you need to know? Oh, the reason I make the show is because I've been there. Like I said, uh, tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep, all those things. And so, if I can help you, it would be my honor because I know how it feels there in the deep dark night. Like I said, r- lately, we're at different times, all, a lot of the time. One of the things that happens for me is this repetitive dreaming stuff, and I don't want to get too deep into it. And, and sometimes it's like things are going good, and then, like lately, then some uh, part of my subconscious or medium conscious uh, is like, uh, trying to solve these problems, but it's never in some, these are like the dreams you'd, you'd like, uh, it's, it's in a gray zone, but there's nothing exciting going on. And I don't even know. It's like rote tasks. Uh, that's what it is. And my brain was doing it last night, very much like filing, but it wasn't, it was trying to solve some bigger problem. And I said Holy cow, can we, uh, did we get that figured out? Like I'd wake, I woke up twice, uh, and one of my strategies, not doesn't work for everybody, but lately is get up, uh, go, you know, d- d- visit the WC if needed. But even not, just go for a walk uh, and look out the window or something, then get back in bed. I, do, I call it a reset. And sometimes that works. And you could put on the podcast, or maybe it's already playing, so then you could start listening to me again. But one of the reasons I make the show is because I know how it feels, and it's frustrating sometimes. Uh, it, it, like it's frustrating to even have to do a reset. You say, "What about that other person?" They sleep through the night every night. Uh, but not for some of us, it, it's uh, it's not easy. So if I can help with that, it's my honor. The other reason I make the show is because you deserve it. You deserve a good night's sleep. You deserve a safe place. And if I can't provide that for everyone. But if I could provide it for you, it'd be great because you'll get the rest you need. You can fully live your life or a little bit more fully. You can be rested. And that's a beautiful thing. So that's another reason I make the show because I say, well, that's, that'd be pretty nice helping somebody else out. I know how they feel. Their life will be a little bit better. The world will be a little bit better. So you deserve it. That's why I make the show. Now, it doesn't work for everybody, but thousands and thousands and thousands of people have said, give it two or three tries because it takes some getting used to because the podcast is so different. And I, I don't say that because I don't win either way. Like, like, only, like a, I don't gain any benefit from people listening to the show. Like, I, like it's like people that are involved with the show. So the only reason I want you to listen two or three tries is to see if it helps you or not. Because those are real people that support, like keep the show going, are the people that that it's like a two way street. So don't worry about it. Like uh, I'm not trying to get you to listen to more podcasts for my benefit. Other than if it works for you, it's great. And then if not, you say, "Well, I tried it and I still don't like Scooter." That's a common reaction too. You see, but then I checked out Sleepy or. Sleep Cove or Get Sleepy or Miet's Bedtime Stories, my friend Harris's Sleep Whispers. You know, I checked out another empty bowl and that worked for me. So you could try that too. So I guess that's it. I mean, um, yeah, give the show a few tries. I really hope it can help you. I really appreciate you checking the podcast out. I really yearn and I strive to help you fall asleep. Thanks again for coming by. And here's a couple of ways we keep this show going for everybody. Thanks. All right, everybody, Scoot's here. And it's time for our episodically modular, serialized story, Otter Things. That's O-T-T-E-R, Otter Things, T-H-I-N-G-S. It is a like a series, but like if you listen to it out of order, I think this is the tenth episode. The first nine episodes could be like those Star Wars movies, right? You say, no, 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 the regular the Star Wars movies that have numbers, not the other ones. Sorry, I didn't mean to mix you up there. But you'd say, oh, like if let's say you 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 your first Star Wars movie, you haven't seen one. You're just a kid, like like I was. My parents said you're too young to see those Star Wars movies. So let's say your my first movie was, uh, what was that called, The Hope of uh, Ew- uh, New Hope, uh, the ones with the Ewoks, The New Hope, I think. And I think technically that was number six, but it was number one for me. So then when I saw, and one, two, and three didn't even exist at the time. So let's say your first Star Wars movie hasn't even come out yet. And you say, okay, I'm going to see nine, Star Wars 10. I don't know if there's going to be one. I mean, I I certainly hope so. Yeah, like I think it's going to be called Ray's twin sister, and they say that was a direct—that was the first direct video. Scoots wrote that one. Star Wars Ten. Ray's twin sister. It was the most. I say, yep, that was one. I I took. I was the man that took down Star Wars. Where was it? Oh, so sorry. I was talking about other things. So, but if you, if that was your first movie, say, so, well, that was my first and my last. Uh, it, it read more like a Nancy Drew mystery, scoots. Uh, like in the later years when, uh, they were just dialing it in. And you said, yeah, but that was your first one. You get to watch the, 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 the nine. When you, after you watch that, the first nine are unbelievable. So you say, oh, wow, so that caught me up. So this that's what this is. Like, uh, if you listen to 10 right now, don't worry. You can listen to 1 through 9 later in any order. But it's a tale of an otter named Emma. She's the one telling it. I happen to get these archived audio tapes uh, from somewhere in a place beyond the swamp. So without further ado, I'd like to uh, introduce Emma Otter. Uh, hey everyone, Emma Otter here, and I'm recording this podcast. And, uh, we're, uh, we, we don't have, uh, like, so I'm not going to catch you up because the first part of the story will catch you up here on everything that's happened. So don't worry, you'll be caught up soon. And also, uh, our intro, the most famous person, I'm Emma. I live in a place beyond the swamp. I'm an otter. And, uh, this is like a tale, otter things, about some strange and odd things that happened uh, in the town and the place beyond the swamp I live. I guess I should give you some basic info. So I'm an otter. I live in a town uh, in a swamp, uh, in a part of a greater swamp community. And, you know, I have friends. I'm Oh, I'm in middle school. Great question. I have an older brother, Tefe, in high school. Actually, that we'll catch up on all that. But we don't have access to the most famous resident of our town. Uh, But I'm going to do an imitation of uh, the most famous resident of our town. They're feeling a little blue right now. So this, without further ado, this is me doing Mr. Antonio Banderas. Uh, Thank you, Emma. Uh, Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, the voices, the girls, the friends beyond the binary. It's time for other things. Splish splash. Yeah. Thank you, Antonio. Thank you. Uh, d- thank you. Thank Thank you, Emma. It was great having you here, and I hope you uh, uh, you uh, get feel good very very soon. Uh, thank you. Uh, good night. Hey, so this is Emma Otter, and uh, I was just catching up on his tale. I want you to know that all will be well, of course. And when we last left off, everyone had returned to to Francis and Dari and Willow's house. And so I want to tell you, Francis, Dari, and Willow are beavers. Willow is my best friend, or maybe one of my best friends, depending on who's listening. And so Willow Willow is in my class, Dari's in the same class as my brother Tefe in high school, and Dari's their mom. And they live way out on the edge of the swamp, and I've been lucky to uh, get to know them and be friends with them. And we're in the middle of an adventure, now, the reason we're in the middle of dementia is because once upon a time, at the beginning, a few, what feels like months ago, but really wasn't that long ago, me, Willow, and our other two friends, Vaughn and LJ, we were playing our role playing game, Bards and Big Bunnies. And it was night, a Sunday night, we were supposed to be done because it was a school night, and they headed home. But on the way home, Willow took the path less taken. And there, I think we could tell you, she met a big bunny and went to a place beyond, the place beyond the swamp, uh, somewhere through a weird portal into a weird world, the down, deep down, size down, kind of like down under, because it's below the swamp. And a big bunny, maybe some sort of other portal or organic being, uh was involved, but the bunny really was a caring bunny it was a goose also a goose bunny because it had goose feathers and goose heads uh but all will be well a kind of uh, goose goose heads are uh, full of smiles and a smiling sweet sweet bunny is what I want you to picture in your mind right now. And that bunny apparently put uh, Willow and eventually Dari's friend Babs in cribs uh, and pretended they were babies or dolls and played with them. And the bunny also could sing lullabies that would put people to sleep and calm them. And but we didn't know this until now. Before that, we thought that well, Willow went away to start a career, or Willow, you know, went somewhere. or Willow was hiding, or Willow was on a goose chase. But now we knew, and that's why we were all at Dari and Francis's house. So who else was there? Well, I'm going to introduce everybody because we were collected. We had all finally come together three or four groups of us, depending on how you define a group, were out looking for Willow because it was a mystery until this point. Where was Willow? What was going on? So uh, we all sat down around uh, the coffee table and couch, uh, kind of a dining room-living room combo at Darian Francis's house. We had come together. We had hugged one another. I even hugged my brother Tefei. Tafe said, "Who's that kid?" So the first person Tafe pointed out was my friend, uh, newest friend, uh, uh, Billy, uh, a duck billed beaver, and Billy was wearing my uh, brother Tafe's Cola Rugby shirt. He said, "What is that? What are you? You wearing my Cola Rugby shirt?" And uh, maybe it's koala. I don't know. But uh, I said, "Yeah, this is my friend Billy." Uh, she's from the place beyond the swamp. So I said, Oh, Tefe, meet Billy. Also, Dar- 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 my mom, Frances. And another person that was there was Bull Leon. We call him Bull. He's the head of our community resources department and uh, helping us, uh, helping Francis at the time look into this. And we said, Everyone, meet uh, Billy. Billy lives in a place beyond the swamp below the visitor center. She has powers. Uh, she can throat sing, and when she sings songs, she can kind of sing them also through her mind. She can make things happen. So you better not b- bug her about the cola koala rugby shirt, cafe, And uh, she, so she could sing, like, uh, everybody dance now. And everybody would dance. Uh, that would be a very simple example. But uh, skating away on the thin ice of a new day, you might... I don't know if there would be ice, probably. I don't think she could make a new day happen. But you could just skate away on the thin ice. You'd, be, you'd probably skate away. I don't know. That one, I'd say I'd have to see it in action. Oh, also Tefe said, are those my LA gear sneakers? And I said, whatever, man. Okay, so uh, I said, so they said, okay, fill us in, just like we were a listener to one of your audio dramas. And I said, okay, so here's where we met Billy when we were looking for Willow, because none of them knew about Billy. We met her. She was quiet. We saw Duck-Billed Beaver. We thought it was Willow, but then we saw Duck-Billed Beaver, and we said, you're not Willow. And we realized that Billy could use our help, too, that Billy was lost. So Billy moved into my basement and was living in a blanket fort. And uh, down there in the blanket fort, uh, we slowly learned that Billy had powers. We also learned that Billy uh, could go, when Billy went into this zone, this quiet zone, and used her powers, she she contacted Willow. And then we tried to find Willow using electromagnetic uh, tuning forks uh, trying to track a sympathetic vibration. And at first, uh, like, LJ was more concerned with finding Willow than helping uh, Billy. And then when we first tried to find Willow, Billy was worried about going to the place beyond the swamp. So she kind of guided us on a goose chase in some sense. LJ, like, got irritated with that fact, and we kind of broke up as friends for a little while, but eventually we got back together. The reason Billy did that was because in Billy's past, Billy had, she was working for uh, Max Modine, a fox that runs the place, and then Leon said, Max Modine? Dr. Max Modine? And I said, I don't know. Is there a diploma? I don't have a diploma. And Leon just nodded and said, I'm familiar with Dr. Max Modine and looked at Billy and they kind of shared a look. And uh, they said, well, anyway, Dr. Max Modine apparently uh, was kind of like a parental figure to Billy, but also somewhat manipulative and wanted to use Billy's powers, we believe, as a part of a greater change from a community-based uh, restorative justice system to some sort of offensive-defensive complex, uh, using maybe he- the possibility of humans as an external reason to implement this more offensive stance. Uh, like, uh, But also part of the offensive stance would be powers like Billy's uh, to do stuff, And so they were constantly having Billy try stuff out. And at some point, Billy stumbled upon this uh, wizard's tower, Tower of Sorcery, which was just a sign or something. We don't know exactly, but it, like, led. It was also an organic being was in there, some sort of uh, being we're not familiar with, even odder than a duck-billed beaver. And then Francis said platypus, and I said And bless you, bless you, bless you, Francis. Anyway, so within the tower, this was an organic tower. And when I say organic, kind of like a tree, but probably like not the trees aren't highly intelligent, but sentient, uh, maybe. And the tower grew up and down, maybe from another world. We just want to point that out. And uh, the tower went up and down. And somewhere, as Billy followed the tower, Billy discovered that there was a, the, the, the the bunny was there, and because Billy was using Billy's powers, maybe connected whatever world this was, or maybe left a door open that the bunny and the organic tower were able to connect with our world. So Billy feels some level of responsibility, even though she's just a child. And the real bears of responsibility are Dr. Max Modine. Sounds like a conflict with whatever oath and uh, the greater swamp authority. So then we got all back together as friends with like, uh, like uh, because Billy said, geez, that's what my experience has been. And we said, wow, no wonder you didn't want to go there. And we pol- We tried to make things right with LJ, and then eventually we found out that not only was the place beyond the swamp uh, up to that kind of stuff, uh, they were looking for Billy. And obviously, you know about that part because you re- you rescued us. So here we are. I think that's all the important information we have. Uh, who's next? Okay, Francis took over. She said, okay, well, nice to meet you, Billy. I'm Francis, and you, you, I don't know if you know this, but you're a duck-billed platypus, actually, not a duck-billed beaver. Technically, you're just a platypus, or you're just a kid, and that's what is important to remember. You're just a kid, but if you were wondering, you're a platypus, it's, it's a, totally a thing. It's a thing from Earth, from another part of Earth, I guess, Australia. Uh, it was once called, and we don't know if you were, uh, brought, we met a, uh, river dolphin, but didn't get a whole lot of information from the river dolphin. but Leon and I have been looking into it and we know that, uh, pretty much what you said is true, uh, that, uh, yeah, that, well, we'd like to figure out finding willow, uh, oh, the, yeah, I guess that Dr. Max is kind of working, and it is part of some grand intertwined thing. Leon, do you have anything else to add? Uh, yeah, that the, the below the swamp is uh, an entire complex that uh, it sounds like where you lived, Billy. And it's got secret, you know, it's a secret, attempted to be a secret, and... There is some sort of thing way down in the bottom, like uh, a crack or something. And there's a room with like a dome, a soundproofed dome or something. And Billy goes, I know that place well. And, uh, yeah, so something's going on there. There's goop and, and goo. And then uh, Dory and Taffy, who had been on their own thing, they said, yeah, yeah, the goop and the goo. There's a whole thing under the swamp uh, we crawled through a giant wild carrot that's technically not a carrot but looks like a carrot uh and then Dari said we did not I did Uh Tefe, thanks for the taking credit but uh and beneath there is a giant bunny with goose a goose head now this was our first we said what uh and then Francis said, I've seen it outside. And and we said, they said, yeah, it's like, uh, it wants to baby things. Maybe something weird's going on. There's also a, a miniature version of the town. There's a tunnel. It goes deeper than I went, but it definitely is under the swamp. Uh, probably, maybe eventually connects to where you were, Leon and Billy. And the bunny... And has found ways to get into our town. That's where probably Willow is and maybe my my friend Babs also. Do you have any idea where Babs is, Billy? And Billy said, I don't know. And then everybody kind of was talking at once, saying how odd everything was. And then Vaughn said, okay, okay. Here's how to think about it. Uh, does anybody have, do you know what tracing paper is? And they said, go get some tracing paper from, uh, willow's room and vaughn said okay i think what happened is uh that uh, wizard's tower is like i don't know if we're the tracing paper or we're what's being traced uh but the, the that uh it's like another world layered on top of ours and you can kind of see through it uh and you could draw and then vaughn started drawing we said vaughn focus v come on and then Vaughn said, well, what if there was also a hole? If you trace for too long, Vaughn said, "that you can make a hole in the tracing paper, and then you're writing on the original. And if you're doing that for, like, schoolwork, just so everybody knows, the teacher will figure it out. Uh, and we said, well, we don't understand. And Vaughn said, but then the adult said, well, okay, I think we get it. Uh, it's like... Uh, Something about Billy's powers put that tear in the tracing paper. And Vaughn said, yeah, almost like a pen. Now, maybe that tower is the pen through that one world and another world. And then the the layers of our own world. If it was a coloring book and a piece of tracing paper. And we said, okay, what does any of that mean? And Vaughn said, well... Somewhere on one of these layers is probably Willow and Babs. We just got to find them. And uh, Dory almost did, so we just got to find a way to get back to them. And then Francis said, I need to talk to my daughter first. Uh, And and then Dory said, I want to talk to Babs. Can you get a hold of them? They said this to Billy. Use your powers. And uh, we said, okay. And then Vaughn was still kind of making it and saying, this is like the wizard's tower, this pen. Uh, And I said, you put the pen all the way through the coloring book. Uh, And he said, yes, I did. Uh, So then we all sat around the table and we said, everybody has to be very quiet for Billy. Uh, And it was kind of like everybody was watching Billy and breathing. And they said, can you get a hold of them? Can you sing a song? And Billy kind of just started humming to herself and uh, she 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 tried to close her eyes, uh, and then a tear ran down her eye. And she said, "I can't, I can't. Uh, I need a second. And and she like walked uh, uh, out of the room. Uh, and uh, Vaughn said, you, "You can't, can't, can you? Adults just sit still. You're so noisy. We could hear you creaking." And the adults, you know, Leon. And he meant even the high schoolers, uh, Dari and Teffe and Francis, said, you're making so much noise. How is she supposed to concentrate? uh, Plus, her powers are drained. She was using the powers, her powers to help us get away. And uh, then I went to check on Billy, and Billy had kind of gone out back uh, to this like uh, like there's a couple like like there's like this uh, detached garage that they had, and uh, inside the garage was like one of the places. Well, anyway, I'll tell you in a second. I said, "Jeez, hey, are you okay?" And Billy said, "Hey, just I couldn't get a hold of them. I said, no, I couldn't focus. Uh, I'm sorry, I let you all down." And we said, "No, no, no, you just couldn't do it." uh. No they were expecting a lot from you. There's a lot of pressure. It's okay, we'll figure this out together. And we we're so in the detached garage it was like one of the places we would record our audio dramas. Um and we just kinda had these blankets set up and it was like a, Billy said, Is this a blanket for it? And I said, Kind of. Like we use it to record the audio drama so that the like uh just sounds better in there. And Billy went inside, and she goes, "It sound's better in here. Go, yeah, the kind of the blankets absorb some of the sound and stuff. And Billy said, wait a second. And I said, this is like what we had at the uh, place below the swamp. Uh, and then we went back, and I don't want to feel like, so we explained it to Vaughn, because Vaughn and LJ started, bro, said, wait a second, so you just need someplace that's silent, uh and Vaughn said, like, the silent tower concepts. And we said, yeah, like a real studio almost. Uh, and Vaughn said, let me call Professor Moose. So he called Professor Moose, who was, uh, uh, it was, you know, this was like Saturday night of like 10 o'clock. So Professor Moose said, what are you doing calling me at 10 o'clock on a Saturday night, uh, And Vaughn said, I have some questions. What are you doing on a Saturday night? And the professor said, none of your business normally, but uh, recording an audio drama. Isn't that what you and your friends do? And we said, yeah, but not on a Saturday night, professor, at 10 Uh, o'clock. And the professor said, we'll have uh, other people over. And we're doing uh, like a dramatic interpretation of a sitcom uh, that's popular right now. Uh, and I, then Vaughn said, well, what, what's it coming? And the professor said, well, we're calling it Who is the Boss uh, instead of Who's the Boss? And Vaughn said, anyway, Professor, what if we needed a place that was almost like a real studio, like, w- like a similar, where do you record? And the professor said, well, we have drinks and stuff, so we just do it in the living room. We're not looking for great sound. In fact, we're not even recording it. We're just acting it out. Uh, Rehearsal. And Vaughn said, is this what role-play is? Uh, And Professor said, anyway, Vaughn, moving on. He said, is that what adults do at 10 p.m. on Saturdays, is role-play? Role-playing game. It's like a role-playing game, Professor Moose said. And then they said, uh, Vaughn said, well, so if I wanted to make a studio like almost like a real studio. How would I do that? Uh, and uh, the professor said, don't you know how to burrow? Like just make a burrow or a lodge or something. And Vaughn said, that's like a good, muddy and gross. Uh, we need something we could do. And uh, like, uh, well, the professor, remember we had that uh, assembly where they were building those uh They were saying, here's some old building techniques from, like, uh, ancient beavers and ancient muskrats. And remember, and Vaughn said, oh, yeah, they were built, wasn't that like a, like you said, it's like a geodesic dome, but not exactly geodesic, but similar or better. And Professor Moose said, Yeah, so you'd take that and you just layer it. Make sure to layer the floor. Maybe use some carpets or moving blankets. Uh, maybe think about mud, but just, yeah, layer stuff on the inside and the outside of the sticks uh, and on the floor. And that would be probably pretty quiet. The more layers, the better. But use soft material. And Vaughn was telling us all this. So then we said, okay, where are we going to get? We said, okay, we'll go to the school. We know that that's in the storage, uh, all the stuff from assemblies and school, school functions. And Leon said, I got a bunch of shag carpet at my place. I love shag carpet. It's shagadelic. And everybody said, what's a shag carpet? And Leon said, exactly what we're looking for. And then uh, Dari said, well, there's the moving company. We could ca- we borrow some moving blankets from the moving company. And we said, okay, let's all split up uh, uh, and go get stuff. And Leon said, okay, Tefe, you come with me because we got a the shag carpet is uh, like uh, you, you kind of you might want to hear about shag carpet. It's cool. Tefe said, okay. And so they went back to Bull's Place. And what is he? Teffe, he said, What's the shag carpet? Uh, and he said, Like shaggy, like a dog. Uh, and he then he said, Listen, Teffy, well, we were, they went to Leon's house and they started rolling. He said, Listen, from here on out, let me handle things. I'm an adult, okay. And uh, uh, Teffe said, Sure, sure. You're like, uh, you're totally the great bull. Don't worry, don't be intimidated by me, even though. You know, I'm a shiny otter. You're, you know, you're not slimy. You're not a slimy frog. Uh, Bull said, who are you calling a slimy frog, kid? Why would I be intimidated by you? I'm the authority figure. And uh, Tuffy said, don't judge yourself against me. Like, uh, don't judge your outsides with my outsides. Uh, We're different. I'm an otter. I happen to be a very smooth otter. And you're a frog. It's just uh, we both have great qualities. There's no reason to compare. I'm here to help." And then te- the, the, te- the bull just said, "Tefe, stop talking, and remember, adults are in charge." And then he shook out a bunch of rugs like on top of Tefe's head, like all the stuff like that had been in his rugs because he hadn't vacuumed in a while. But he said, you know what, Tefe, you're right, you're right, I do need your help. Uh, I just realized it after I d- dumped the rugs on you, shag rugs that hold so much dust. Uh, you know, I need you to keep an eye on those kids. Uh, just, you know, I need you to be in charge of them while I do more boring work, uh, okay? Like I do more frog-level work while you do smooth and work, like leading children, and Taffy said, great. So they packed up the rugs and headed back. And then uh, uh, Dari and I, we uh, went to the um, get all the moving blankets. And uh, it was kind of like, I was like, so is everything okay with you? And Dari said, no, I'm like worried about my sister. I saw a giant bunny with goose heads, a miniature version of a town crawled through tunnels full of goose slime or something. Pretty sure I may have gone through tracing paper from another world. And I said, oh, yeah, And so we're talking about, like, are you and my brother, like, uh, going out or, like, K-I-S-S-I-N-G-ing? And Darry said, absolutely not. Uh, no offense, I know he's your brother, but he's, you know, you know your brother. No, uh, not at all. Are you, like, uh... Like what's going on? Like you seem like you've replaced—is uh, Billy your new best friend or something? Like, uh, and I said, I, I care about Billy greatly, but my, you know, that's none of your beeswax. Uh, and then Dari sighed, and Dari was a good big sister, so she looked at me and she put her arm around me and she said, "This is a, this whole thing is very odd, isn't it? And and I think it's going to be a, all will be well, though, okay." And I said, "Yeah, I hope so and i said she said, "I've seen some odd things, but uh I'm still here with you, and I'll be with you, and you'll be with me, and soon we'll be with Willow and so we got the moving blank it's now meanwhile Vaughn and l j they were they were at our school, and they took out the uh i don't know they were trying to put together the um the dome made of, like, all these intertwining vines and sticks. And at first, it was like a comedy, apparently. You know, they were arguing, putting things in the wrong places. Uh, They said, that looked more like a lump or that's, and, you know, like it was upside down. But eventually, they started working together, and they used what assets they each had. And they said, oh, okay, wait a second. We just got to intertwine that with that. So it slowly came together, and then we got there. So we put down some carpet, and then we put the dome on top, and then we, like, worked moving blankets and other carpets on the top of the dome and on the inside. And it slowly started to look like a pretty interesting thing. Uh, And Leon even fell asleep on the shaggy carpet for a while, and even Tefe lied down next to him and slept and then we tried to see, like, then Vaughn said, you got to get out of here so I can see how quiet it is. And we took the, one of the hearing tests uh, and some tongue depressors because we had to keep layering. We had so many moving blankets, but we were like, okay, can you hear anything? Drop a tongue depressor. But then it, it, it didn't work out as well. Conceptually, we thought it would work out good. We put the headphones on top of the dome and Vaughn sat in there. You know, it makes like a sound. And you're supposed to drop a tongue depressor on the left or the right. But eventually we got to where Vaughn could not hear anything, even at the highest volume, on the left or the right headphone. So that the dome was more or less soundproof. But then Billy was helping, Fran- or Francis was helping Billy get ready. And she said, okay, well... Uh, what about these earmuffs? You want to wear these earmuffs too over your ears? Uh, and then she said, "Well, how are we going to communicate with you if you're in this dome? And, and how will we know if you need us or you need we need you or, or, or you know?" And Billy said, uh, "Like I don't know." And then Francis said, "Oh, what about a like uh what about tin can phone and a wind chime?" Like, and Billy said, what do you mean? And she goes, well, we could have fishing line and we could have a tin can that you could talk into and then we could hear it on the other side. And then if you need to listen, uh, like, uh, you could, uh, you could put your ear to it. So if you want to, if you need us, like you could talk into it, but if you need us, like, or you can't talk for some reason, I'll have it attached to a wind chime. So you could just ring the wind chime and maybe you could even do that with your, and Billy said, okay, okay, I get it. Uh, So then Francis went out and told them to do that or told us, I guess. And she went back and she said, listen, Billy, you know, I'm going to be here. I know I want you to find Willow, but I'm going to be here for you. I know that that Dr. Max probably told you a bunch of stuff and said that Dr. Max was going to be parental, but probably wasn't. Uh, But I'm going to be here. I'm going to be working on keeping you all as well. And I won't be far away. I'll be on the other side of this tin can phone listening and thinking of you and trying to care for you. And I know maybe inside right now it doesn't feel like all will be well, but I've lived a life, and I could tell you that there were times I didn't think everything was going to be well, Billy, but it ended up being well. Where I could be in the moment and say, all is well right now, Francis. Uh, And when you're done or if you need it sooner, I can come in the dome and get you and I can hold you or soothe you. But also you could self-soothe yourself if you need soothing, okay? And Billy said, okay, okay. And just remember to breathe and to focus on your bre- Do you breathe through your bill? Do you have, I, I didn't read if platypuses have, uh, you're a mammal, so you have lungs, right? And Billy said, yeah, lungs, yeah. So let's go, I'll hold your your hand for now. Are you ready? Do you want to try this and find Willow and, uh, and uh, Babs? Uh, and Billy said, I'm ready. I'm ready to try. And so they headed in, and then Billy got, we had to lift up the dome. Interesting, you know, we didn't, because the entrance sort of just let noise in. And also, Billy had, we had like a nest kind of, because that didn't make any noise. We tried a chair, but it was too squeaky. So Billy got in there and put one of her ears by the tin can so she could turn her head. And she got settled in, and we kind of just sat out there. First, they were communicating, and Francis, again, was saying, don't worry, all will be well. We're here. Can you hear us? And Billy said, I can hear you. And then they tried the wind chime. So all was working. And Billy said, okay, be quiet now, everybody and uh so then we, we we like uh got on either side so because the nice thing about the tin can phone is it doesn't pick up a lot of ambient stuff uh and so uh then we just started waiting but billy closed her eyes and she kind of told me a lot of this that's how i know it so well and she started humming a song called something to believe in which is kind of like a, a weird ballad from like a hair band but uh not like you know, like the Riverbottom Band. And he said, "This is a strange song from." But it wasn't the Riverbottom Band. It was another band that wanted to look tough. We said, "Well, this is a." But she was singing that song, something, to, something to believe in. And then she said, "Started saying, I believe I'll find Babs. I believe I'll find Babs." Uh, And then Billy kind of found herself walking down one of the halls. Now, this wasn't a hall that anybody in our party had been in. But it was, again, under the earth. It was full of goo and goop. uh, And it was long. It was ankle-deep goo and goop. uh, So Billy was moving slowly, like, without lifting her feet, like, sloshing back and forwards. And eventually she followed it, uh, and there was like a goo-and-goop waterfall with with a crack, and Billy stepped over the crack and saw that there was a room with some cribs in there, like a bunch of cribs, like 20 or 30, but all of them were empty but one. And in one it was like, uh, well, Billy didn't know, and she kind of was hesitant to approach. And she said, Babs, Babs, Babs. Is that you, Willow? And immediately Dari said, is that Babs? Did you find Babs? Uh, uh, tell me what's going on with Babs. And then Billy slowly approached, and she saw that in the crib it was a doll. And she said, not Babs. And then this is where we don't need to go into it, but then Dari did get carried away and describe Babs. Uh, and we determined that it was a doll that looked exactly like Babs. But that took a while. Because, again, I said, where well, she's trying to concentrate, Dari. But then once Billy was concentrating, and she said, it's uh, it's only a doll. It's not Babs, but it looks exactly like Babs. But the eyes, uh, the eyes, I can see Babs uh, through the doll's eyes, uh, and we said, well, what do you, like, uh, this took some explaining afterwards, but the summary was, that at the time, if we were really with Billy right now, she could see in the eyes of the doll Babs in another, what we could assume is another world, another layer of tracing paper. And Babs was, uh, Babs was at peace. Babs was, uh, relaxing and, uh. Uh, chilling, but she wasn't ever. She was. She wasn't in our world anymore, and you could tell it was uh, the, not our world because there was otherworldly colors. And uh, Babs was eating snacks that don't exist. Uh, she was having something like, Marmite and toast or something. I don't know. And uh, obviously, Dari, hearing all this in context, was not happy. Said Babs is in another world, but also made into a doll. What? Uh, But then uh, Billy knew she needed to look. She said, Willow, are you in here? No, no, no Willow. So she went through another kind of a smaller doorway in a smaller tunnel. But she was like, all will be well. All will be well. Give me something to believe in. I believe I'm going to find Willow. And uh, Francis was saying, just breathe, just breathe, just breathe. And then it was, like, we're getting, like, less easy to see, we'll say. But then Billy saw a sign. She goes, I see a sign. Signs everywhere, there's signs. It says Beaver Studios. Uh, and Dorian and were like, Beaver Studios? Uh, like, that's another—that's, like, on the garage that we were just in. Uh, uh, and then— uh, Billy said okay, and then Billy went into the but and then Billy saw that she was outside but in a size down stranger version of the outside of Francis and Dory's house, and she had to get on all fours and crawl into the detached garage that was, uh, you know, not the same size, and she looked in. And she said, Willow, Willow, is that you? And Willow was in there, curled up in a bunch of moving blankets. that seemed goopy. It was almost like a crib, and Willow kind of uh, had, like, doll-like qualities almost. And Willow said, who who are you? Who are you? And meanwhile, everybody was listening, and and, uh, we were like, what? Uh, And... uh, Willow sent him in a onesie, and Billy said, Hi, I'm Billy. I know your mom, and Emma, and Vaughn, and LJ, and uh, Dari. And Willow said, Dari, and Mom, LJ, uh, yeah, Emma, uh, Vaughn, and uh, Billy said, I'm with them. They all love you and they miss you and they care about you. Uh, and they want you to come home or they want to come get you. And uh, uh, Will said, You better get out of here. The bunny's going to come back and tuck me in and sing to me some more. And Billy said, Okay. And then Will said, It's turning me slowly into a doll with its singing. That's why I have a onesie on. I wasn't wearing a onesie. It's, I don't know, it just appeared on me, but I'm still a person right now. So you'll have to tell them to use haste. That's a spell to pick, go fast, uh, and pick up the pace, okay? And Billy said, okay, I'll hurry, I'll hurry. And uh, Willow said, please do, please do. Uh, and and then Billy said, don't worry, mom, your mom and your sister and your friends and even bull love you so much. Uh, and then uh, uh, this thing started to fade and, and, and Billy started to feel kind of the, uh, 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 like the garage was gone and felt the bouncing of the bunny. And then the bunny was singing and it said, hush, little platy, don't say a word. Monday's gonna take you someplace absurd. Cozy crib will be your bed, so close your eyes and rest your dread. And Billy started to get sleepy, and she said, "Oh no, I'm I'm drifting off. I gotta wake up. I gotta uh, like wake up." Uh, and she started. Luckily, had the wherewithal to like uh, start knocking the um, tin can with her bill to shake the. Uh, Wind chime, and we lifted up the dome. And then, like, uh, she, she came to and she said, uh, oh, uh, what bunny was coming. And Francis was like, What happened? Where's Willow? And she said, Beaver Studios, uh, she's becoming a doll. You know, she's kind of filled us in on what happened. Uh, and we said, Holy moly, uh, we got a and then Bull said, you know what, maybe we'll put the dome back on. I think we should all rest here and get some sleep and then deal with the situation uh, tomorrow, rested. And We said, okay, so we all got put the top back on, and we got cozy, and we sang and held one another, cause we, and we said, all oh, we'll will be well. We'll find uh, – Willow soon and Babs Seems like she was fine and she's just In another world which is disappointing But she was in another world Fine But we said well yeah we're not related to Babs We don't want Willow going to another world So yeah we'll try to get uh, uh, Go get her Now meanwhile Willow Was there and she heard the bunny Kind of uh, chase off And sing and she said, I hope uh, that, uh, that duck-billed beaver got away. Here I am in my 40-poo here. I need to self-soothe. And Willow thought about the studio. She, was, uh, she said, okay, hey, everybody, this is Willow from Beaver Studios coming to you live, uh, we're on Doll Watch and All Will Be Well Watch uh, live here. I'm still uh, in a onesie, but that's all for now. I haven't sucked my thumb or uh, wet my pants or done the hula hula dance. Um, and we just met a new friend named Billy, who was duck-billed beaver, who was our guest live in studio. I don't know if you caught that. But uh, I'm going to play some more songs here. I'm going to play my favorite uh, song, Bad, 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 Bad Bards. Uh, the song I wrote, uh, so uh, I'll just be here humming so Bad, 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 Bad Bards. Uh, and my mom's going to be here soon and my sister and all my friends. And hey, everybody, this is Willow here. And we so we all got, you know, eventually Willow. Uh, did I say Willow or Emma? Sometimes I get mixed up, but I'm Emma. Willow was there and eventually Willow sang herself to sleep. Uh, but I always want to remind you that all will be well. And I know it's hard to believe me sometimes, uh, you know, sometimes you got to say all will be as it is, or all will be as it, is. you say, Willow, you're just saying that, uh, to you're or Emma, you're just saying that to us, uh. And I see, yeah, sometimes it's hard to accept or believe that all will be well. But this is the case because I'm here telling you this story. I know all will be well. And when you're there in a ma- you know, under a mound or in a pile there, you can kind of say to yourself, all's well right now. And all, what if I told you that all will be odd? You say, well, I can't accept all will be well, Emma. I'd say, well, could you accept that uh, things that are odd are not always neither well or unwell? All will be odd? Uh, is that soothing or is uh, saying all will be odd, a little bit of a self-soothing and that this is going to be okay and all right? Uh, so I want you to think about that and think about all of us animals uh all of us, uh, swamp and forest friends, snuggled together, thinking all oh, we'll will be well, and all is odd right now. But we're together, 'cause that's how we uh, said good night to one another. Good night.